Finding the right jeans is hard. Accepting your jeans is even harder. Whether you wear boyfriend or bootcut, high rise or low rise, this podcast will teach you to love the jeans you are in. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tina. And we're going to use modern research to bust diet myths and get real about body after baby. We're going to take you on a journey of unpacking your old beliefs about food and weight so you can learn to nourish your body and raise body-confident kids. So put your booty in a chair and let's talk mom jeans. Welcome to a bonus episode of Mom Jeans. For this week's episode, we decided to tackle the New Year's resolution topic because we know that that is going to be front and foremost in your mindset this week. And as a mama, it just adds a whole other complication when we feel like we have to set goals to be even better. So we're going to tackle it and hopefully make it easier for you guys this week. I am just throwing it out there that, oh, P.S. It's Tina, everyone. Um... (laughs) Obviously, I don't normally sound like an old man, but my one-year-old coughed straight into my mouth, and so this is the result of that. Poor Tina. Hopefully, she'll stick with us today. All right, let's dive in. So, yeah, oh boy, here we go. New Year's resolutions. I find that I am a Grinch when it comes to New Year's resolutions, just because I hate setting such strong limits on ourselves but i'm here to encourage everyone to take the challenge to set intentions that can be realistic and nurturing i agree with tina and she sounds like the grinch so it all works out according to the find your mom tribe these are the four most common resolutions that moms make one stop yelling at your kids two start exercising three lose weight or diet and four save money. But mamas, here are the stats for you. Studies have shown that less than 25% of people actually stay committed to their resolutions after just 30 days, and only 8% accomplish them. According to U.S. News and World Report, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. Well, that's encouraging. Exactly. And in a study done... Over 40% of women plan to eat better, exercise more, and save money next year. This is not surprising considering women are constantly sold the idea that their bodies are a problem and therefore they must set goals to solve the problem. According to a study reported by Birdie, the average woman spends about $313 per month on her appearance. This adds up what? Yeah, this adds up to $3,756 per year. Moms, listen up. The diet culture and beauty industry are feeding us insecurities so they can profit off of our insecurities. In fact, get this. At the bottom of the article on Birdie that we cited above with that statistic, they ended up at the end selling us an ad that said, click here for eight websites that offer amazing beauty deals all year long. Like, like you can't even read an article about how much we spend on beauty without getting popped by an ad to buy more beauty deals. So needless to say, it's very common for women and moms to feel like part of our New Year's resolutions and part of our goals are going to be related to our appearance, to changing our body, to exercising, to losing weight, and all of that. Yes. Don't be part of the statistic. This year, we are encouraging our listeners to choose values, not resolutions. So what are values? Values are what you judge 
to be important in the way you live and work. Values consciously determine your priorities, and subconsciously, they're probably the measures you use to tell if your life is turning out the way you want it to. When your actions and behaviors match your values, life is usually good. You're satisfied and content. But when these don't align with your values, that's when things feel off. People tend to report higher levels of dissatisfaction and discontentment. So moms, notice that they're saying that people report higher levels of discontentment and dissatisfaction when they're not aligned with their values. Not when they're at a certain weight or not when their body looks a certain way. Values are what truly drives us to be satisfied, truly drives us to feel fulfilled in life. It has absolutely nothing to do with our outside package or even our health. It's all about living according to our values. So values work is one of my favorites to do with my clients because helping them identify what they prioritize the most in their pursuit of a meaningful life helps them realize what they need to let go of and what they need to add more of. So we will link the values cards list and the game and directions that is similar to the one that I use in therapy with my clients in our show notes for you, as well as one by Dr. Louise Hayes that includes more journal prompts. So when you look at the list, you'll realize that all the values on the list are great values. So that's why it's a matter of picking which feel best for you and which you feel more aligned with. So here are some of the ones that we feel that moms might relate to the most. Play. Education. Contribution. Compassion. Creativity. Growth. Nurturance. Adventure. Comfort. Self-knowledge. Family. Mindfulness. So how do you pick? All right, here's your homework. We want you to take out a journal and a pen and reflect on these three questions, preferably not when driving. Pull over. Okay, so questions are, number one, what was a time in your life when you were most proud? Two, what is a time in your life when you were the happiest? And three, what is a time in your life when you felt the most fulfilled? Looking at your answers might help you then define the values that you naturally gravitate towards based on your personality and the way you see the world. Or it may help you figure out which values you want to cultivate. How do we make values into concrete goals? I feel like a lot of people would struggle then making these values into concrete goals. So we're going to help you with that a little bit. So what are goals? Goals are specific, whereas resolutions tend to be broad and vague. Goals are much more actionable, which is what makes them more effective. The one problem I see in my sessions with clients setting resolutions is what we said above. They're too broad or they're so rigid. An example would be, I'm going to exercise X amount, which would be an excessive amount, or I'm going to go on X diet, which restricts out certain foods. So part of my work with clients is working on setting attainable goals. And honestly, I feel like this is the challenging task. It's kind of an art helping someone figure out a way to attain realistic goals for themselves that ultimately would be something they can participate in in the long run. We want to set attainable goals, but also goals that hold motivational value. So I want you all to pick one value you want to work on building in yourself and your family, and then consider how your goal will fit in with your entire year. How do you envision this goal occurring in February at spring break? 
this summer when at home with the kids, this fall when the leaves are turning, or next Christmas. If you can envision how constantly keeping this goal at the front of your list will lead to change throughout the year in small ways that lead up to big ways, you're going to feel more connected to it. So before we gave you the four most common resolutions that mom set. So here are four great values instead to nurture and some goals to set inside of those values. So say you pick the value of family. Some goals could be focused on learning a parenting theory, read a book about mommy anger, start family therapy, or maybe help your child learn to read or work on their flashcards, something along the lines of family. If you chose the value of connection, some ideas can be increasing laughter, starting a new tradition, plan a family vacation. Ooh, yes. Do more game night. That's my favorite one. I love games. Switch schools or work hours. Find a mom group at a park or a church. Say you choose the value of mindfulness. You can try by engaging in movement that feels good for your body. Allow for rest days. Work on mindful eating to learn to connect to what sounds satisfying. Take a bath with a bath bomb. Go to sleep earlier. Go to a doctor and figure out abnormal blood work if you feel like as you're mindful in your body, something feels off. Or even doing family hikes and bike rides where you really get to unplug, focus on nature, and be mindful with one another. If you chose the value of self-knowledge, maybe finding a therapist or a support person to add to your team. Increase prayer or spirituality. Listen to more podcasts. Hey! Like ours. Do positive affirmations or meditation. All right, so those are some examples of values and some goals in between. And I'll give you a little personal example of that. About two years ago, I chose to have the value of bringing more laughter into our home and more joy into our home. And one of the goals I gave myself was to every night at dinner when the kids are crazy and I'm trying to cook dinner and it feels like all hell is breaking loose, I had to tell myself every night, don't be the joy sucker. Because I feel like they're having fun and they're running around, they're crazy, but I start getting mad and I start telling everyone to calm down and start barking orders and I'm just sucking the joy out of the evenings. So that was one example of how I set a value of trying to increase more positive energy in my home and then a specific goal of in the evenings or at other times when it felt like laughter was getting high and my mommy anger was getting triggered to try to tell myself, don't be the joy sucker. Anyway, that was a great one that I lasted. That. Yeah, and it was a good one. And I'll never forget that one because it really did permeate into other areas of my life and last. And it's one that I still have not tried to let go of, obviously. That's a great one. Um, so it might even be the one that I picked for 2020. Okay, so what obstacles get in the way of completing these goals and adhering to this value? I'll tell you. Pressures to achieve the goal immediately. Change doesn't happen immediately. There is a theory that habits take 21 days. However, it's not evidence-based and started in 1960 by a doctor who noticed his patients took at least 21 days to get used to medical change. Oh, God. <laughs> at least is the key word there. Yeah. Philippa Lally is a health psychology researcher at University College in London. And her study showed it took anywhere from 18 to 254 days for people to form a new habit. So aside from the pressure to achieve the goal immediately, we also can feel overwhelmed by where to start. 
which is why I encourage people to envision the entire year and then think of even just a few times during that year where you could implement your goals. The last obstacle is that people easily get discouraged when it feels like it doesn't happen immediately. And this is exactly why people end up giving up by February. The bottom line is that values can be lifelong pursuits of constantly aiming for what actions are best to do and what way is best to live. It's a never-ending pursuit and one that you will pursue your entire life. But for now, while raising kids, try to find a value that you really want to live by and one that you want your family to be known for. If you can keep that at the front of your mind throughout the year, you will find your spare time be spent in adherence to that value. That is way better than any concrete goal or even a resolution that you feel you are not meeting because you cannot fail at values. If you're liking the sound of setting values and not goals, please check out the show notes on our website because we will link for you all of the values resources as well as some other awesome statistics that show why resolutions usually fail. And don't forget to follow us on social media because Tina and I will be personally be sharing some of our values and some ideas for how mamas can stay centered in 2020. Have a happy new year from Mom Jeans. Happy new year, everyone. Set values, not goals. Good job. All right, you're done. Good job. All right, bye, guys. No, bye-bye. This episode of Mom Jeans was produced and edited by Rachel Coleman and Tina LaBoy. Just a reminder, this episode is not a substitute for therapeutic counsel or nutrition advice. Thank you to Jerry DePizzo for the music production. You can find episode information and show notes at www.momjeansthepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at momjeansthepodcast. And join the Mom Jeans the Podcast Facebook group to find a community of mamas learning to love their bodies and discussing the episodes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mom Jeans. See you next time.